And good afternoon. It's 4 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in to CFRC 101.9 FM. We are located here in Lower Carruthers Hall, Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario. My name is Bruce. This is Finding a Voice, spoken word programming here every Friday afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock. We do stream live online as well at www.cfrc.ca. And coming up on the show today, doing something a little bit different, kind of also to make up for the last, what was it, 30 minutes or so last week when I did not have my glasses and I could not read the liner notes off of a CD, I tried uh, in a very bad way to uh, introduce uh, the artists who, uh, the few artists, uh, I think I played like four or something last week. Uh, that were part of the Al- the 2018 Al Purdy songbook, but I couldn't read because I didn't have my reading glasses, couldn't read an in- decent introduction like I wanted to to each of them, and so I thought the only way I can make it up is I'm just going to spend the whole two hours today uh, with that uh, project, that, that, and again, of which uh, the Al Purdy songbook is part, uh, but I'll talk more about that in a minute, uh, but what you're going to hear today is what I'm trying to say is basically that, and uh, you're going to hear in it uh, musical or verbal, I guess, interpretations or inspirations of Purdy's, Al Purdy's work uh, by Bruce Coburn, Doug Paisley, Sarah Harmer, Gord Downey, Jason Colette. And I think the last one you'll hear in this hour is singer-songwriting duo called Snowblink. I'll introduce them, too, so you know who that is. I had Greg Keeler on here as well, but I don't think it's going to fit in this hour, so we may move it to the second hour. And I do want to allow a little bit of time also on the show today for announcing or sharing, I guess, a few calls for submissions that I'm aware of and... uh, then also a few events. So maybe we'll do the calls for submissions in the first hour for a few minutes, and then to end it up in the second hour up, I'll move into, I'll let you know about a few upcoming events. So, but in the second hour from, uh, hour from again, that 2018 Al Purdy songbook, you'll hear musical again, or verbal interpretations or inspirations of Purdy's work by Margaret Atwood. And, uh, Dave Bedini with Bedini Band and the Billy Hollies, Felicity Williams, Leonard Cohen, and Casey Johnson. First, though, the usual hourly announcement. Occasionally, some poetry, spoken word, or music played on this show may contain strong language, but it's all played in its entirety with content unedited, drawn to the creative integrity of both the author and the piece. So let's go ahead and hopefully do a much better job this week as we move into the 2018 release that was called The Al Purdy Songbook. And again, in which you'll hear uh, musical or verbal interpretations of his work. What I'm going to do, too, is uh, get the lighting right here. There we go. Is... uh, introduce uh, each one but uh, before I do that uh, inside uh, there's a, the booklet in, that is part of the songbook uh, does contain a bio and I almost let's just put it this way almost 100% of any of the comments I make on this show today 
come from that booklet uh, about this project uh, that and uh, the booklets contained within the Al Purdy songbook package. Uh, also contained in it are the CD of the same title, which you'll be hearing today, and a DVD Blu-ray disc of a film called Al Purdy Was Here, and you'll hear me mention that a few times as I introduce some of these uh, artists. And uh, so, again, that was I, uh, the another place where there was information where the, was on the inside uh, cover. I guess you could call that a liner of sorts. Uh, uh, but from that, uh, there was a bio for Al Purdy. And um, to start off with, I just want to read that. And it says, Al Purdy <coughs> excuse me, was born December 30th, 1918 in Wooler, Ontario and died April 21st in the year 2000 in Sydney, B.C. He has been called the first, last, and most Canadian poet. Voice of the land is engraved on his tombstone. But before finding fame as the country's unofficial poet laureate, he endured years of poverty and failure. Dropping out of high school at 17, he rode freight trains during the Great Depression, worked odd jobs, and served in the Royal Canadian Air Force during the Second World War. After, Purdy lived all over the country laboring in mattress factories. In 1957, he and his wife, Yurith, uh, built an A-frame cabin near his birthplace in Ontario. There, after two decades of writing what he admits was bad poetry, he found his voice and finally broke through with the Caribou Horses in 1965, which won his first of two Governor General Awards for poetry. And Purdy's also published 33 books of poetry, a novel, a memoir, and nine collections of essays and correspondence. And in 2008, nearly nine years after his death, his statue was unveiled in Toronto's Queen's Park. And then after a robust funding drive, the Alperty A-Frame Association bought and restored the A-Frame and launched a writing residency program in 2014. The A-Frame project uh, inspired both the film, Alperty Was Here, and the Alperty Songbook. His final collection, and this wasn't part of that bio, but it's just information, that, uh, his final collection of poetry uh, called Beyond Remembering the Collected Poems of Al Purdy was released uh, posthumously in the fall of 2000. And then also, again, as we move back into the booklet that has the descriptions, the bios and the descriptions, uh, in, in, the, in the preceding portion of that, or I should say one closer to the front of the book, uh, there's an ex a section called uh, Creating the Alberti uh, songbook, uh, and uh, in it, Brian D. Johnson writes, The album began with a campaign to save a cabin. The A-frame in Ameliasburg, Ontario, that Al Purdy and his wife Yurth built with their own hands in 1957. Skeptics argued that this ramshackle cottage made with salvaged lumber was beyond salvation or not worth the trouble. But that didn't deter a group of the late poet's friends on the West Coast. Publisher Howard White, editor Jean Bard, and her partner, poet George Bowering, uh, from, uh, from their tireless mission of rescuing a literary landmark on the other side of the country, uh, rallying a pantheon of Canadian authors and musicians 
they generated a grassroots funding uh, fundraising campaign to buy the house and restore it as a writing retreat for new generations of poets. The point of the A-frame, he says, was never to enshrine a poet's house. It was to revive its role as a place that would continue the conversation and incubate, uh, incubate new poetry. The event that helped push the campaign over the top was the Alperti Show, a benefit at Toronto's Corner Hall uh, uh, on February 6th, 2013, with a lineup that uh, included Margaret Atwood, Gord Downey, Dave Bedini, and as he says, a whole mess of poets. Brian D. Johnson also says that uh, they try to pitch the idea to participate in the songbook and the film. Al Purdy was here. He adds, uh, we tried to make the parameters as broad as possible. Musicians were urged to take poetic license and adapt uh, his work as freely as they liked. They could plunder a single poem or a dozen or draw inspiration from the whole canvas of Al's life and landscaped. Uh, the result was an uncanny convergence of songwriting talent around the work of a Canadian poet. And that kind of sums everything up, his bio, and uh, uh, kind of how this came to be. And, and now you're going to hear, I believe I can, I think there's 12, uh, 13 interpretations. Uh, Two of them uh, you'll hear in a minute or by the same person, but we're going to start off with, I'm just going to go the way it goes, uh, track by track in the album itself. And it seems like a wonderful way, actually, I, I like how it was put together. Uh, and this is, uh, you're going to hear first, Bruce Coburn. He was one of the first, and this is what it says, uh, he was one of the first contributors already uh, deeply familiar with Purdy, and he embraced the challenge as if it were something he'd been itching to do for years. In his piece called Three Al Purdy's, which is a rousing six-minute epic, uh, Bruce uh, Coburn lets Purdy's words come tumbling through the verses as if they were poured from a pitcher of draft. A generous portion of his lyrics come straight from... Uh, Transient, Purdy's 1967 poem about hopping boxcars on the way to Vancouver as a teenager. And it says here, Bruce is the only song book artist who tried to capture Elle's persona in his piece, adapt or adopting a gruff swagger. Uh, this was the first song that it says that he had written in two and a half years. And it kindled a new burst of songwriting that led to his 33rd album, Bone on Bone, and his 13th Juno Award. So here is Bruce Coburn with three Alpertis. Smell drawn deep through the nostrils down to the lungs. 
bones and spurts through bloodstream, campaigns in the lower intestines and chants love songs to the kidneys. After a while, there is no arrival and no departure possible anymore. You are where you were always going, and the shape of home is under your fingernails. I'm a product of some parents of the sort that shouldn't breed. Didn't get my schooling past learning how to read. Got the poetry bug in some forgotten institution. First I did embark on this career of destitution. The beauty of language set a hook in my soul. And they spoke to us in the forest, from the river and the mountain, and 
the mouths of the ochre painted dead had speech again, and the water spoke, and the speech had words, and our children remembered. Just heard uh, Bruce Coburn, and this was off of and from the Al Purdy songbook with his uh, musical interpretation of Al's uh, work, and I believe that was mostly uh, uh, in relation to his uh, Al's piece called Transient that he uh, wrote in 1967, or at least published in 1967, and uh, so it was. Uh, and his ver- his song was called Three Alperties. Up next from it, uh, you're going to hear Doug Paisley, and this is what it says about him. Uh, Doug Paisley was a teenager when he met Purdy at a poetry reading at the Red Dog Tavern in Peterborough, Ontario. He had taught him, or he had him autograph a pack of rolling papers and became a lifelong fan, amassing a personal collection of rare editions. Doug's song, Transient, uh, takes its title from the same poem that uh, Coburn uh, had drawn on and channels Purdy's experience riding the rails, but it's a bit more of an intimate intimate ballad, it says here, and it goes on to say, capturing the romantic side of a young man who has his eye on the horizon while his heart pulls him home. So let's go ahead and uh, bring up Doug Paisley uh, with his song called, see if I have this right here, looks like it is, called Transient. Here we go. Digging in the great landslide 
inside a silver river of light Running from Sault Ste. Marie Caught a deadhead on the Kootenai Rode a steel dream through the night And the parking lot, all the criminals have been caught, and they've emptied out the night, standing like an old scarecrow, lassoes around your throat. And you just heard Doug Paisley with, uh, again, from the Al Purdy songbook uh, with his uh, musical interpretation of Al's work and a song called Transient. Up next uh, from that album, Sarah Harmer. And it says in the booklet, uh, she uh, recorded Just Get Here, title of uh, her piece in this. Uh, recorded in the living room of her country home north of Kingston. It was the first time she'd performed it for anyone, it says. Uh, there was just her accompanying herself on the piano, getting the hang of the arrangement, and it says the tension was palpable. Although Sarah didn't know Purdy, she knew his neck of the woods, 
and some of the writers who frequented the A-frame. Uh, drawing on various pretty poems, her song celebrates the casual romance of a hearth off the beaten track that would draw artists to its door. In part, Sarah said, I know that, uh, that feeling of a place where people come and go and music and art is cultivated. And Sarah's song about that is, uh, again, called Just Get Here. Let's bring it up. If you come out at night, you'll see the light and where to make the turn off. But do call ahead, we might be in bed riding with our clothes off. Riding on the wallpaper, riding on the wall. Though poets die a lullaby, still whispers faint. Your hands are getting cold You don't know what you've become 
You just heard Sarah Harmer with uh, Just Get Here. And uh, moving up next, uh, Gord Downey. Uh, Fell, it says here, fell under Al's influence early in the game. Uh, Next to Leonard Cohen, it's hard to think of a major Canadian artist who moves so promiscuously between poetry and songwriting. In 2002, he starred in a short film dramatizing at the Quinty Hotel, uh, which is, uh, in case you don't know, a, uh, an Al Purdy poem. And uh, then I'm going back to the script here. The song offers his live performance of it at the Al Purdy show before his death. Uh, Downey also offered up uh, the East Wind. It's a... Uh, Purdy influenced song uh, he he's recorded with a with the country of miracles uh, for their 2010 album called the grand bounce uh, with a couple of lines from uh, necropsy of love uh, so this afternoon uh, not on the CD uh, but back here uh, I will be playing both the east wind from the cd let's put it that way uh, the poem is on uh, the film that i mentioned at the start of the show that's part of this package uh, the, uh, f- uh, the film was called uh alperty was here and so uh it is included on the cd though so i think i boggled that a little bit but uh to make it easier, the the song that he recorded is called The East Wind, and uh, you're also going to hear the poem that's part of the film that was part, that was done back in 2002. How's that? I think that kind of straightened it out. Here we go. I'm just going to, uh, rather than separate them out, they don't appear back-to-back on the album. But I've introduced Gord now and uh, talked about both pieces, and uh, I'm just going to play them back-to-back, so there might be a two- or three-second pause as I find the next track. So here is Gord Downey.
rosiest wind It doesn't go around you It goes through you And night is like a room It makes the little things In your head I am drinking. I am drinking yellow flowers in underground sunlight. And you can see that I am a sensitive man. 
and I notice that the bartender is a sensitive man. So I tell him the beer he draws is half fart and half horse piss. And all wonderful yellow flowers. But the bartender is not quite so sensitive as I supposed he was, the way he looks at me now, and does not appreciate my exquisite analogy. Over in one corner, two guys are quietly making love in the brief prelude to infinity. Opposite them, a peculiar fight enables the drinkers to lay aside their comic books and watch with interest, while I watch with interest. A wiry little man slugs another guy, then tracks him, bleeding into the toilet, and then slugs him to the floor again with ugly red flowers on the tile. Three minutes later, he roosters over to the table where his friend sits with another friend and slugs both of them, ass over electric kettle. So I have to walk around on my way for a piss. Now I am a sensitive man, so I say to him, mildly as hell, you shouldn't have knocked over that good beer with them beautiful flowers in it. <laughs> so he says, come on. So I come on. Like a rabbit with weak kidneys, I guess, like a yellow streak charging on flower power, I suppose. And knock the shit out of him. And sit on him. He's just a little guy. And say reprovingly, violence will get you nowhere this time, chum. Now take me, I am a sensitive man. And would you believe I write poems? But I could see the doubt in his upside-down face. In fact, in all the faces. What kind of poems? Flower poems. So tell us a poem. I got off the little guy, but reluctantly, because, for he was comfortable, because, whatever, and told him this poem. They crowded around me with tears in their eyes and wrung my hands feelingly from my pockets, for it was a heartwarming moment for literature. And moved by the demonstrable effect of great art and the brotherhood of people, I remarked, the poem ought to be worth some beer. It was a mistake in terminology, for silence came, and it was brought home to me in the tavern. The poems will not really buy beer or flowers or a goddamn thing. And I was sad, for I am a sensitive man. And you just heard uh, Gord Downey again with his... Uh with his musical piece uh, first called The East Wind and then, of course, uh, reading uh, at the one of Alperti's poems uh, called uh, At the Quinty Hotel. I'm not sure, but I believe that's the only live track on here. I think so. On this CD, we'll double-check here. We'll find out by the end of the second hour today, but I'm pretty sure that's correct. And uh, up next in it, uh, again, just going in the order that they are on the album, is uh, Jason Colette. Uh, says, uh, who has uh, been combining literary and musical talent for years in 
Jason Colette's Basement Review. Uh, and he agreed to co-produce the songbook without a moment's hesitation, it says. He also came up with a soulful track called Sensitive Man, uh, named after an iconic boast from Purdy's epic tale that you just heard out there, yeah, of a barroom fight at the Quinty Hotel. Uh, featuring uh, the band's uh, the bands Garth Hudson on organ and accordion, and it says uh, Jason's vocal capsule captures Al's yearning spirit. So here is uh, Jason Colette, and let's get the name of this. Oh, I think I mentioned it already. It is again called Sensitive Man. Reach up your hand and turn the moon. Oh, that's the wrong cut. I forgot I paged ahead here. Let's give this another shot. Here we go. Again, Jason Colette, and the piece is called Sensitive Man. We shall build our home Where running water's green And plant the ground with roses And so the day would dreams And we shall live forever a little down the river A little down the road Those were back-breaking days In the sun and the rain Surrounded by nothing 
And you just heard Jason Collette uh, with uh, his uh, interpretation of Al's poem, uh, poetry, I should say, and again, that kind of attached to the At the Quinty Hotel uh, poem, but his uh, song was called Sensitive Man. And up next from it uh, is, and uh, this may be the last one I get to this hour, and then we'll come back to it at the top of the second. Uh, the next is, uh, I'm going to introduce, uh, they are a uh, singer-songwriting duo by the name of Snowblink, and they are uh, Daniela, and I'm guessing at this name because it's not exactly... The way I think it might be pronounced, but I think it's Geshuntite. And uh, Dan Goldman uh, came to the songbook again as a singer-songwriter duo, and it says they were discovering Al Purdy for the first time. And it says, after sifting through the 591 pages of Purdy's collected poetry, uh, they plucked some uh, sparse lines from Al Purdy's poem, Arctic Chrysanthemums, to compose what uh, 
the book calls, and I agree. It's incredible. The Haunting Rhapsody, uh, and their song is called uh, Outdoor Hotel. Uh, the Inner Sleeve also adds that it unfolds like a childlike aura of pure revelation. So here are Daniela Gashontite and Dan Goldman as Snowblink with Outdoor Hotel. White racket, small purple Arctic surprises, surprises. All those noisy flowers in water places, you've seen them in the outdoor. Okay. 
And you just heard uh, Snowblink. Uh, they are, again, uh, a musical uh, singer-songwriting duo. And uh, they are uh, individually Daniela Geshontite and Dan Goldman. And uh, the song was Outdoor Hotel. Tell you what, uh, I need to do this, so let's do this, and I'll be right back. Want to develop your skill set? CFRC always welcomes new volunteers who love radio broadcasting, love learning new skills, and love finding new ways to engage our wonderful community. At CFRC, volunteers can do lots of things. Come host an on-air program, do interviews, voice ads, and promotions, DJ events, or do fun outreach for your favorite local festivals. Join CFRC today. Find out more and submit a volunteer application anytime by visiting cfrc.ca. Just what the corporate media want you to see. But a different picture, a different understanding, but a different picture, a different understanding. Not only can you hear it, but you can participate in it. You can add your own thoughts, you know, and you can learn something and so on. Well, that's the way, uh, well, that's the way, uh, well, that's the way uh, people become uh, human, you know. That's the way you become human participants in a, in a social and political system. Friday evenings at 6 p.m. here on CFRC, listen to Saltwater Music, a show covering all musical genres from the East Coast of Canada. Celtic, of course, but also rock, jazz, blues, folk, and a lot more. I'm your host, Rob Carnell. Tune in to Saltwater Music Friday evening from 6 to 8 here on CFRC 101.9 FM. Or you can catch us on the web at www.cfrc.ca. And for our listeners out east, that's 7 p.m. Atlantic and 7.30 Newfoundland. The Kingston Community House for Self-Reliance, widely known as 99 York, has for 30 years been providing a central, low-cost meeting space for groups that allow like-minded people to come together to learn from one another, to share resources and trade skills. The goal of this house is to act as an integral part of the neighborhood in which it is located. On a typical evening, an autism caregiver relief group will be at 99 York, together with a 12-step organization and a transgendered support group while a social justice and homeschooling group may be booked in the following day. The community house is also available for less official functions, such as barbecues, birthday and office parties, and other social gatherings. We are proud to also serve the Queen's community. For more information, visit 99 York Street in Kingston. Go to www.99york.org, email info at 99york.org, or call 613-542-1136. And you are and have been listening to Finding a Voice here on CFRC 101.9 FM. We are located in Lower Carruthers Hall, Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario. My name is Bruce, and I'm here every Friday afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock. And uh, 
I'd like to thank you, although there's still a couple of minutes left in this hour. looks like three and a half. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the first hour today. Hope you can stay tuned for the second. Uh, we will finish up the remainder of the Al Purdy songbook. Uh, I will do something a bit seemingly unusual, but uh, because uh, this show is saved to my blog space in... Uh, one-hour increments, and uh, so first hour and a second hour, and the fact that there are some people live and can only hear it live uh, that can only tune into the second hour, I'm actually going to read the bio that I did at the start of the first hour and uh, the creating uh, uh, the whole project, uh, those two portions, before we move back in to the next uh, musician uh, that will then and then we'll carry on uh the other thing i want to mention is that uh each hour of the show then will be uploaded to my blog space for it uh, shortly after i get home and you can find it there and re-listen to it uh, that way i guess at uh finding a voice on cfrcfm.wordpress.com and uh, those two segments will remain there for four years as well let's see how much time i have here Got just a couple of minutes. Let's uh, trying to find some uh, the uh, the most. Here we go. I think I'll have time for events events in the second hour, so I'm just going to do uh, share uh, calls for submissions. Uh, check out Ultraviolet uh, magazine. Uh, you can find them on Facebook. Uh, just uh, search that. Uh, they are open for submissions for art, poetry photography and prose uh so i don't know how long their calls open i did not catch the date it might be there but i just might have missed it another thing that's coming up relatively quickly is a call for donations a union gallery is currently accepting uh, submissions of donated artwork for their Cezanne's uh closet 2020 donations must be dropped off at the gallery uh, the, the event is held on uh, february 8th but the deadline for drop-off uh, is January 25th. It says uh, ticket sales and more information about submissions can be found on their website. Their website is uh, just uniongallery.queensu.ca. Uh, Modern Fuel is uh, same date. Having uh, uh, They have a call for participation in a workshop. And uh, there's uh, the workshop being uh, presented or facilitated is called Exhibition Submissions Workshop. It will be led by Anne-Sophie Grenier. Uh, it's, uh, it says, uh, intimidated by gallery and artist-run center submissions procedures. Don't know where to start. Unsure of what to write. It says we're here to help. Uh, apparently, this is the second of three professional development uh, workshops. Co-presented by, again, the Union Gallery and Modern Fuel Artist-Run Center. Uh, it will be held at the Union Gallery. It's in the first floor of Stafford Library. I think everybody knows that, but in case you don't, registration uh, deadline is January 22nd. That can be done by email at info at modernfuel.org. Uh, if you go to their website, too, uh, www.modernfuel.ca, they probably also have a link where you can uh, register through Eventbrite. It's a direct link. So the workshop, again, will be held Saturday, January 25th from 1 to 3 p.m. So 
got through a few of them anyway, and it is just a few seconds after 5 o'clock, so almost half a minute, it looks like. Uh, welcome back to the second hour. It is just after 5, and you are listening to Finding a Voice here on CFRC 101.9 FM. Again, located in Lower Carruthers Hall, Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario. My name is Bruce, and I'm here every Friday afternoon from 4 to 6. And again, we do stream live online, www.cfrc.ca. In the second hour, from again uh, the Al Purdy songbook, you're going to hear either musical or verbal interpretations or inspirations of Purdy's work by, uh, first of all, Greg Keeler, uh, that I thought I was going to get. Uh, couldn't sneak it in the first hour. So, Greg Keeler and then uh, Margaret Atwood, Dave Bedini with Bedini Band and the Billy Hollies, Felicity Williams, Leonard Cohen, and Casey Johnson. This first, uh, just the usual hourly announcement that occasionally some poetry spoken word or music played on this show uh, may contain strong language, all played in its entirety with content unedited, though, to cre uh, honor the creative integrity of both the author and the piece. So let's go ahead and move uh, back into that 2001 release called the Al Purdy Songbook. And again, uh, you're going to hear interpretations of his work. Uh, and as I mentioned, I'm going to start it just like I started the first hour. So again, uh, and I uh, it just for most people, it's probably going to be repetitive, but that's all right. It's uh, it's well written, I think. And uh, so it's from the inside. And uh, you probably won't hear it again for a very long time. So, well, unless, of course, you listen to it on my blog space. So here we go. Uh, inside uh, the Al Purdy songbook, there was a booklet, I guess, which is kind of the songbook or piece of the songbook, at least as well. It could be called Liner Notes. I don't know. Uh, but it's a beautiful little book that even has photographs of all of the artists. And uh, I believe lyrics as well on all of them. I know on most of them it does. So uh, all it says, and what I'm going to do is uh, start this like I did the first hour and say that almost 100% of any of the comments I make on this show today come from that booklet. Uh, and uh, booklet is part of the project. The booklet is part of the Al Purdy Songbook package. Uh, also contained in it are the CD of the same title, the DVD Blu-ray disc of a film called Al Purdy Was Here, which you'll hear me mention from time to time. And on the inside of the cover, uh, I guess sort of a liner of sorts uh, were... Uh, was, or on one side was Alperti's bio, printed there, and that's what I'm going to read here. And I'm going to read it directly from that with only a final comment that I pulled from other source. It says Alperti was born uh, December 30th, 1918 in Wooler, Ontario, and died April 21st, 2000 in Sydney, B.C. He has been called the first, last, and most Canadian poet. Voice of the land is engraved on his tombstone. But before finding fame as a, the country's unofficial poet laureate, he endured years of poverty and failure, dropping out of high school at 17. He rode freight cars during the Great Depression, worked odd jobs, and served in the Royal Canadian Air Force during the Second World War. After, Purdy lived all over the ca country, laboring in mattress factories. 
1957, he and his wife, Yeratha, built an A-frame cabin <clears throat> near his birthplace in Ontario. Thereafter, two decades of writing what he admits was bad poetry, he found his voice and finally broke through with Caribou Horses in 1965, which won his first of two Governor General Awards for poetry. Purdy published 33 books, went on to publish 33 books of poetry, a novel, a memoir, and nine collections of essays and correspondence. In 2008, nearly nine years after his death, his statue was unveiled in Toronto's Queen's Park. Then after a robust fundraising drive, the Alperti A-Frame Association bought and restored the A-Frame and launched a writing residency program in 2014. The A-Frame project inspired both the film, uh, Al Purdy Was Here, and the Al Purdy Songbook. His f and this is my edition. His final collection of poetry, Beyond Remembering, uh, the collected poems of Al Purdy, was released uh, posthumously in the fall of 2000. Not sure of that date. Don't quote me on that date. I might have messed up. So anyway, it was released uh, just it was released after his death. And then uh, another part of that booklet of description and liner notes uh, uh, that was uh, sort of explained uh, the lead into and how uh, the songbook came to be. And it's in a section called Creating the Alperti Songbook and uh, written by uh, Brian D. Johnson. And he writes that the album began with a campaign to save a cabin, the A-frame in Ameliasburg, Ontario, that Al Purdy and his wife, Yurith, built with their own hands in 1957. Skeptics argued that this ramshackle cottage made with salvaged lumber was beyond salvation or not worth the trouble. But that didn't deter a group of his uh, the late friends, the late poet's friends on the West Coast, publisher Howard White, editor Jean Bard, and her partner poet George Bowering, and from their tireless mission of rescuing a literary landmark on the other side of the country, uh, rallying a pantheon of Canadian authors and musicians, they generated a grassroots fundraising campaign to buy the house and restore it as a writing retreat for a new generation of poets. Johnson goes on to say the point of the A-frame was never to enshrine a poet's house. It was to revive its role as a place that would continue the conversation and incubate new poetry. The event that helped push the campaign over the top was the Al Purdy Show, a benefit at Toronto's Corner Hall on February 8, 2013, with a lineup that included Margaret Atwood, Gord Downey, Dave Bedini, and a whole mess of uh, poets, it says. Uh, Brian D. Johnson also says that uh, they tried to pitch the idea to participate in the songbook and film, Al Purdy Was Here, and he adds, we, we tried to make the parameters as broad as possible. Musicians were urged to take poetic license and adapt his work as freely as they liked. They could plunder a single poem or a dozen, or draw inspiration from the whole canvas of Al's life and landscape. The result was an uncanny convergence of songwriting talent around uh, the work of a Canadian poet. So we're going to move into, with that, uh, the next track 
on this CD, and it's by uh, Greg Keeler. I just need to page back down here now. And I will just say you are listening to Finding a Voice here on CFRC. Okay, here we go. Greg Keeler, uh, another, it says, Ontario troubadour with a rural home, takes a departure from the country rock sound of Blue Rodeo. He is the the one flat-out rocker among the original tracks submissioned for the songbook. Uh, called Improvable, uh, his song was adapted from Al's 1994 poem called Woman, and Greg features on vocal and guitar with Dean Stone on drums, Graham Walsh on bass and keyboards. And also, it looks uh, it says also in, includes uh, Julie Fader on vocals. So here is Al Keeler's interpretation in his song called uh, Unprovable.
And you just heard Greg Keeler with uh, his uh, interpretation of uh, an Alperty poem and his piece called Unprovable. Up next, uh, Margaret Atwood. And it says here that uh, Margaret Atwood found time between being a prolific author, an ambassador for The Handmaid's Tale, and an unflagging activist to serve as one of the A-Frame's most dedicated supporters. In the day ahead of Atwood's reading of Al's poem, Wilderness Gothic, uh, she met with producers and it seems film crew uh, first at Toronto's Pilot Tavern where it says she reminisced about her good friend Al for inclusion in the film. Al Purdy was here. Uh, they went, it says then, uh, down to her book-lined basement office at her home where she recorded uh, reading again Wilderness Gothic. Here it is. Across Roblin Lake, two shores away, they're sheathing the church spire with new metal. Someone hangs in the sky over there from a piece of rope, hammering and fitting God's belly scratcher, working his way up along the spire until there's nothing left to nail on. Perhaps the workman's faith reaches beyond, touches intangibles, wrestles with Jacob, replacing rotten timber with pine thews, pounds hard in the blue cave of the sky, contends heroically with difficult problems of gravity, sky navigation, and mythopoeia. His volunteer time and labor donated to God, minus sick benefits, of course, on a non-union job. Fields around are yellowing into harvest, nestling and fingerling are sky and waterborne. Death is yodeling quiet in green woodlots, and bodies of three young birds have disappeared in the subsurface of the new county highway. That picture is incomplete, part left out that might alter the whole Durer landscape. Gothic ancestors peer from medieval sky, Doer faces trapped in photograph albums, escaping to clop down iron roads with matched greys. Work-sodden wives groping inside their flesh for what keeps moving and changing and flashing beyond and past the long-frozen Victorian day. A sign of fire and brimstone, a two-headed calf born in the barn last night, a sharp female agony, an age and a faith moving into transition, the dinner cold and new-baked bread a failure. Deep woods shiver and water drops hang pendant. Double-yoked eggs and the house creaks a little. Something is about to happen. Leaves are still. Two shores away, a man hammering in the sky. Perhaps he will fall.
And you just heard Margaret Atwood uh, from the uh, reading uh, from in the Al Purdy songbook, uh, her reading of uh, Purdy's Wilderness Gothic. Uh, I'm sorry, Wilderness Gothic. And uh, up next uh, from it, you're going to hear. Let's see. Oh, yeah, Dave Bedini uh, is coming up uh, with uh, his group. So uh, Dave Bedini, it says, uh, is uh, the portion about him in the, uh, again, in her booklet, uh, was turning Purdy's poetry into music long before the songbook was conceived. Among singer-songwriters, he may have been the first responder. As much uh, author as musician, it says, he became familiar with Purdy when he was working with McClellan and Stewart, Al's publisher at the time. Uh, the book, uh, books were always around, uh, Dave recalls. Couldn't believe that Naked with Summer in Your Mouth wasn't written by an 18-year-old. Uh, Purdy was uh, 74 at the time. Uh, Dave slipped a sample of Al reading in the last three lines of Wilderness Gothic, uh, into me and uh, stupid, in, into me, into me and stupid, a track on the Rio Statics 1994 album, introducing happiness. And his Bedini band uh, recorded uh, "Say the Names" uh, with the angelic Billy Hollies for their 2014 album, The Motherland. So here on this CD, now you're going to hear uh, Bedini band and the Billy Hollies with their Say the Names. Here we go. Reach up your hand and turn the moonlight off. And maybe it was never there at all. So never promise anything to me. Reach across the darkness with your hand. Reach across the distance tonight. And touch the moving moment. Before you fall asleep.
And you just heard the Bedini Band and the Billy Hollies and, uh, with their Say the Names as uh, their contribution to the Al Purdy Songbook. And uh, coming up next in it, uh, we have Felicity Williams. Uh, it says she encountered Purdy at a pivotal time in her teens. Years before she was approached for this, she had already written and performed a suite of songs adapted from Al's poems. It says it was her idea to record at the A-frame, and it says she arrived with a backup vocalist and jazz trio. Goes on to say she recorded two songs that day, both were adaptations of single songs. One, called Woman, appears in, again, as I mentioned at the start of the show, I might mention this film from time to time, that's connected with this, but it is, appears in the film Al Purdy Was Here. Uh, the other, and now you're going to hear, is off the CD, and the, the Al Purdy songbook, and is called The Country North of Belleville. Here it is. It's been a long time since we must inquire the way of strangers. It's been a long time since we must inquire the way of strangers.
And you just heard Felicity Williams uh, with her uh, interpretation, or I don't, could could have also been an uh, inspiration, I guess, from Purdy's work. It sounds like she had a very extensive uh, history with that uh, coming up to this. So uh, that was her with uh, her cut here you just heard called The Country North of Belleville. Uh, coming up next in it uh, says uh, uh, Leonard Cohen's next actually and uh, in the uh, book it says uh, Leonard Cohen met Purdy in Montreal in the, late, in the 1960s. They were never close and as poets they were from different planets but they shared a friend it says in poet Irving Layton. And Cohen's endearing respect for Purdy was clear when he stepped up as one of the first luminaries to make a substantial donation to the A-Frame campaign. Leonard uh, Cohen, after considering two other poems, saw then Purdy's uh, necropsy of love and said, I'll give it a try. And then it says, indeed. In early October 2014, while recording his final album, You Want It Darker, Leonard found a moment to make Al's words his own with what it calls, the book calls, a heartbreak, you know, calls heartbreaking gravity and grace. So here is Leonard Cohen. Necropsy of Love. If it came about, you died. It might be said I loved you. Love is as absolute as death is, and neither bears false witness to the other. But you remain alive. No, I do not love you, hate the word, that private tyranny inside a public sound. Your freedom's yours and not my own. But hold my separate madness like a sword and plunge it in your body all night long. If death shall strip our bones of all but bones, then here's the flesh, and flesh that's drunken sweet as wine cups in deceptive lunar light. Reach up your hand and turn the moonlight off, and maybe it was never there at all, so never promise anything to me but reach across the darkness with your hand, reach across the distance of tonight, and touch the moving moment 
once again before you fall asleep. Alperti, 1965. And you just heard uh, Leonard Cohen uh, with his, uh, again, as it says, with heartbreaking grace and gravity as it, as he read uh, Necropsy of Love. And up next, and this will be, uh, actually, it is the last cut I am going to uh, play, uh, or not that I'm going to play, the last cut that unfortunately I can play because it is the last cut on the CD. And it's done by uh, Casey Johnson. And it says in the booklet that Casey Johnson composed and produced the original score for the film, Alperti Was Here. And it says Casey's production method was right in tune with Purdy's desire for authenticity, and he recorded the entire score using vintage analog equipment. Uh, The songbook's final track, as I mentioned, Cowboy, was created for a sequence early in the film that establishes Al's character as a laconic outsider striding into the quiet saloon of Can Lit and creating a stir. Uh, sailing over this track is David Chan's trumpet. Here we go with Casey Johnson and his contribution called Cowboy.
and you just heard Casey Johnson uh, with his uh, inspired musical interpretation of Al Purdy's work uh, with uh, his song called Cowboy. Again, it was the final cut uh, on uh, this CD. And uh, tell you what, uh, I really probably should do this about now, so let's just uh, go ahead and do it. Here we go. Get it set up first. There we go. The Four Directions Aboriginal Student Center, located at 146 Berry Street, offers resources and services for Aboriginal students at Queen's University. Among its many services, the center offers a Three Sisters Feast Weekly on Wednesdays from 5 to 7 p.m. at the center, prepared by staff or a guest chef. The center is open daily, Monday to Friday, and hosts events throughout the year. For more information, visit queensu.ca slash fdasc. here on CFRC 101.9, Monday nights at 7. David Suzuki. Cut your heat and energy use by 10% and you'll be making a real difference combating global warming. The future is in your hands. Shrink your footprint, grow your wallet, cool the planet. Find out how at davidsuzuki.org. Do you like to dance? Tune into The Hustle with DJ Bolt every Friday night between 11 p.m. and midnight. Where you'll hear all the newest dance, electronic, French touch, booty bass, ghetto, deep, and tech house remixes and more. Let The Hustle take you to midnight and beyond at 11 p.m. on 4 to the Floor Fridays. Only on CFRC 101.9 FM. The Youth Diversion Program is a charitable organization which has offered service to youth in the Kingston area since 1974. The goals of the organization are to allow youth to take responsibility for their behavior, to reduce the number of youth involved in the young offender system, to reduce the number of people victimized by youth in our community, and to involve the community in youth corrections. The Youth Diversion Program believes that all members of our community have the responsibility to provide all youth with the opportunity to develop and grow to their fullest potential. They work in partnership with the community to develop quality programs to assist youth to make positive changes in their lives and at the same time take responsibility for their actions. For further information, call 613-548-4535 or email info at youthdiversion.com.
and you're listening to Finding a Voice here on CFRC 101.9 FM. Uh, we are located in Lower Carruthers Hall, Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario. My name is Bruce here every Friday afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock, and we do stream live online at www.cfrc.ca. So, uh, I always fear when I uh, do something like this that I have not allowed enough time. It's better to have uh, time like this at the end of the show because I can include some things. So uh, what I'm going to do is at least start with, I will tell you that I am going to uh, end with a piece of uh, music. I won't uh, mention it yet, but... Uh, there's a connection. Uh, this musician is even mentioned in the songbook, although there wasn't uh, uh, a piece on uh, the CD portion, but uh, I'm going to let it go at that, and I'm going to play one of my... Obviously, it's uh, it was on the film portion. I'm, give, I'm spilling the beans, but I'm not going to go too far. Uh, so I don't have... I can't play the copy of it here. And it's an old uh, cut, so uh, I couldn't find it, or uh, and uh, so I'm choosing instead, I guess, to kind of uh, selfish in a way, uh, play one of my favorite songs of his. So uh, let's we'll let that go at that. But to fill the gap between now and then, let's go ahead and go back to. Uh, sharing some information because I have about eight minutes and it seems like a long time but once I start doing this uh, I look up at the clock and I'm going oh my gosh how can that possibly uh, be that late so let's go ahead and do this I better start getting a CD ready here first uh, you are uh, I hope everybody I know what I can do because uh, I did it last week because we just got the results, but I know a lot of people weren't here yet uh, back in town, uh, waited until the first of this week to come back, or maybe last weekend, but later than the Friday show. But uh, as you recall, we had our fundraiser the last two months of uh, CFRC had their fundraiser the last two months of... Uh, no, uh, uh, well, last two months of 2019, and uh, we had a goal of $20,000, and I just want to give a shout-out and my heartfelt thanks to all of you as donors and sponsors uh, for your support. Uh, we not only met that goal, we exceeded that $20,000 goal, and uh, with your help and support, uh, you've uh, donated $22,241.08. So thank you all very much. You have made our lives here much, much easier. So heartfelt thank you again. And I do wish you, too, all the best in 2020. Okay, let's start off with some more events. If I can, I'll double back to uh, some uh, calls for submissions, but I think I covered the ones coming up most quickly. Uh, there is a Limestone Writers uh, writing group uh, that meets uh, weekly and all year, let's put it this way, from September 1st through July 31st, so not in August. 
and uh, they meet in room 239 of Stafford Library, and uh, they meet at 7 p.m. at this time of the year. Uh, so their next meeting is coming up next Wednesday. They meet every Wednesday night, uh, January 15th at 7 p.m. If you're interested, contact Dave Pratt, uh, and his uh, email address is dpratt1939 at hotmail.com. Uh, coming up tomorrow night uh, is the Juvenus 2020 Festival Season Launch. Uh, Juvenus Festival is holding their uh, season launch, it says, on January 11th. Uh, that evening, details of their 2020 festival will be revealed. Uh, they're hoping you can come out to hear about their upcoming projects and opportunities. This is an all-ages event, and it's again tomorrow night from 7.30 to 9.30. Double-check their... Uh, uh, their Facebook event listing for it. Uh, you can find it at www.facebook.com, Juvenis, so J-U-V-N-I-S-F-E-S-T. So it's facebook.com slash Fest slash. So those both should both be slashes. Anyway, uh, that's their page, but there's also an event, I believe. So Juvenis 2020 Festival launch will probably, those words will probably bring it up for you. I don't think it's 7 to 9. I think it's actually 7.30 to 9.30, but it's the Grizzly Grill, but just check it out to uh, make sure. I sometimes make mistakes. So uh, also coming up, uh, it's a monthly series, I'm told, and it's um, presented by students from Queen's Center for Neuroscience Studies called Brainstorm. And the upcoming, it says, uh, Wednesday, January 15th, uh, presentation will speak of the, uh, I guess it will be a repeat of the September talk, so if you missed that one, didn't get it, on gut-brain connection, fact or fiction, uh, which looked at probiotics, uh, whether they can ease depression symptoms or not. So there you go. Uh, that's coming up Wednesday, January 15th, 2 p.m. Again, uh, Kingston Frontenac Public Library is putting that on. Uh, I think they're always held at the Calvin Park branch, and the Calvin Park branch is at 88 Wright Crescent, in, uh, and there you go. Uh, also coming up this coming week, uh, Mona Warner uh, will be signing copies of her new book uh, called Ayurveda's uh, Three Pillars of Health. Uh, she'll be uh, sitting at Novel Idea Bookstore signing books from uh, 2 to 7 p.m. a week from today, so Friday, January 17th. Uh, you can find uh, maybe more information. Yeah, you should be able to go to Facebook, uh, Novel Idea Bookstore on Facebook. is usually a wonderful place. Also happening that afternoon, so a week from today, uh, I'm going to go ahead and read it because it's Art's birthday. And uh, for those of you who have never heard of Art's birthday, you've missed a bunch of them. Uh, it is his 1 millionth and 57th birthday, just so you know. So I'm just quoting this off their website. It says, join us for Art's birthday or join us for Art's 1 million and 57th birthday on uh, January 13th or January 17th, and it does say on January 17th in 1963, Robert uh, Filo, I believe, declared art to be one million years old. Since then, our, uh, artists have come together in networked parties worldwide to celebrate creativity, collaboration, and communication. 
And it says here, join the Union Gallery and a network of arcs connected via live stream as we celebrate Art's birthday with performance works and birthday cake, it says. So there you go. It's coming up from 3 to 5 o'clock uh, next Friday, the January 17th. Again, that's happening at Union Gallery again. Uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with the campus, uh, it's first floor Stafford Library. And if you're really not familiar with the campus, Stafford Library is right on the corner of Union and University Avenues. Okay, and there's a quasi-monthly series called KFPL, which stands for Kingston for Knack Public Library, live. And this is uh, this one coming up uh, a week from tomorrow, so January 18th at 2 p.m., uh, at uh, their central branch, so downtown, local author John Foster will talk about his 2018 book, Oil and World Politics, The Real Story of Today's Conflict Zones, Iraq, Afghanistan, Venezuela, Venezuela, Ukraine, and it's a longer title, but that's where I cut it off. So anyway, that's uh, you can uh, check more out on their website, www.kfpl.ca. There's another one of those about uh, retirement homes, uh, regulatory authority licenses. So there's another KFPL Live. Uh, this one is happening. Uh, uh, it says, if you want to know what it's about, learn how the RHRA licenses and inspects licenses and inspects retirement homes and enforces their care and safety standards. Uh, registration for this opens tomorrow, so and the registration for the other one was already open, so there you go. Uh, this is happening Thursday, January 23rd at 2 p.m. at the Central Branch again, so 130 Johnson Street of the Kingston Front Neck Public Library. It's happening Friday, January 24th at 2 p.m. at the Isabel Turner Branch, which is out uh, by uh, out on Gardner's uh, Road, 935, out by the at uh, Center, so there you go. And with that, I think I'm going to have to start to ease out of here and uh, let you know that I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed uh, what was I hope was a little more professional approach to uh, the El Purdy songbook, and I was happy to uh, get it all on the air in one show. Uh, and... Uh, I hope you have a great weekend. I will say you have been listening to Finding a Voice here on CFRC 101.9 FM. My name is Bruce. I'm here every Friday afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock. And uh, each hour of this show will be uploaded to my blog space for it shortly after the show ends at Finding a Voice on CFRCFM.wordpress.com. We'll remain there for four years. I hope, too, you can... Uh, Stay tuned uh, for two hours of East Coast music with Rob Carnell uh, coming up right after the show ends at the top of the hour, 6 o'clock here. And uh, again, thanks for tuning in today. But to introduce this, uh, not on the, as I'd mentioned, it was kind of connected to this project, not on the CD, but Neil Young did donate his 1971 Massey Hall performance of Journey Through the Past to. Uh, uh, the uh, the film uh, Alperti was here, and so uh, again I don't have the cut, and um, so I've opted to instead play 
my favorite, possibly my favorite of his songs off with Crazy Horse off The Rust Never Sleeps. Here is his song, Thresher. Again, have a good weekend and catch you here next week. Where the vulture glides descending 
Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples. The CFRC Podcast Network at podcast.cfrc.ca is brought to you by the generous support of the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences.